Good morning. Dave and Doreen, along with Marcus, the morning KLH. Time to talk to our green and gold insider, Jason Wildey, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN. How are you today, Jason Wildey? I'm good, and I know why you picked this music. Yeah, uh, London Regret. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about Matt LaFleur and how adamant he was that he had the proper plan. What was that plan, and why, why hasn't it worked to perfection like he had hoped? Well, first of all, he may have had the proper plan, I don't know, but he definitely had the worst attitude ever. Like, I, I still can't get over how, what a negative public approach he took to playing in London. Like, he was, uh, I mean, I, I thought that that set the tone for the entire week, right? Like, mm-hmm. he made it very clear he hated the idea. No, let's on top of it, let's just go back, Jason. I just want to reestablish that the Packers were three and one when they headed over to London. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thing, I mean they weren't great, but things were going okay. Yeah, and they were you know they were winning some games where their offense was struggling, but they were still winning, and that's what we expected because Devontae was gone. They're starting over. Their offensive line is jumbled up without Bakhtiari and Jenkins, and so yeah. So that was that was all. It was all seemingly going according to plan. They were going to lose some games, sure, but their their arrow was still pointing up. Then they go to London, and remember, we talked about this right when the schedule came out in late April or early May. That the NFL gives every team that plays overseas the option of taking their bye week mm-hmm. immediately after the game. So they put the next Sunday they'd be off and then they'd return to action. Now it would have been the fifth week of the season that they would have been taking the buy. So that, that is early. I understand the concern, but again, flying across the Atlantic and back and everything else, there was definitely a feeling that this was a calculated risk because by playing the next week after all that travel, you could put yourself in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. And then they come home, and they get beat by the Jets. So that's two losses in a row. Now they go on the road for three straight games. They lose at Washington. They lose at Buffalo. They lose at Detroit. And suddenly now you got a five-game losing streak, whereas maybe you lose to the Giants the way they did, which they played decently in that game. But then you got a week off, and maybe you're able to right the ship. Rodgers hurts his thumb on the final play mm-hmm. against the Giants. So maybe if he has a week off, his thumb is feeling better. But we talked about it, that this could be a mistake. And finally on Friday, Matt LaFleur basically flat out said, we blew it. We shouldn't have taken the, we should have taken the bye. And now they've lost six out of seven. They're on the very, very, very fringe of the playoff picture, and they are looking back on that and saying, we messed that up. Well, yeah, and now their upcoming schedule is pretty brutal. Can they overcome it or not? Well, they're, they're, certainly next Sunday's game is, right? I mean, the Eagles are 9-1. and one, You're playing on the road. You know, look, I still think the five games that they have left after they play the Eagles, you know, they're at the Bears, and then they have their – Finally, they have their bye, and then they have four more games, three of which are at home, and they have Miami on Christmas in Miami. 
I think all five of those, even as bad as they've been, those are all very winnable games. I also think that there's a bunch of teams that have had a few things go their way so their record is significantly better. But I don't think there's any team, maybe just the Eagles, that you can say is a really, really good team in the NFC. Do I think there's some small reason for hope that they can you know, win five out of their last six and get to nine and eight and Maybe that's good enough to get into the postseason. Maybe, but I don't. I, even I can't convince people that that's realistic based on what we've seen them do on the field. So we know that the coach and Aaron have had some disagreements about play calling. Are we at a point of the season where it's just, you know what, Aaron, you go ahead and you call all the plays, you know, for our entire game. Let's see how that works. Do you think the coach would be in on that? Uh, no, I don't think he would be, but I think that's what Rodgers is looking for, mm-hmm. or at least not the entire game, but significant portions of it, because I don't, I don't know if you guys heard the press conference on Thursday night, but the last two questions I asked were about the idea of what he calls going up-tempo, which is basically no huddle where he's calling the plays at the line of scrimmage. He has mentioned that multiple times in the last several weeks. And I think that is what he wants, Marcus. I think he wants to be taking that responsibility on. Now, Mike McCarthy allowed him to do that fairly regularly. They really like the up-tempo stuff where you stay in the same personnel group, uh, the defense can't substitute, and you, you just you go, 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 go. And it does add some juice to your offense if you're able to execute. But the question is, can they execute? And can Aaron Rodgers throw the ball where he wants to? Uh, it was the, the, the biggest difference between the Cowboys game on Sunday and the Thursday night loss to the Titans was on Sunday Rodgers said that every ball he threw went pretty much exactly where he wanted it to go. And then against the Titans, you saw him, he called them wobblers, he missed the throw to Watts or to Watkins when he was wide open over the middle. He missed the throw to Lazard on that third and three when they were driving. They were down 10, but they go in and score there. It's a three-point game. They're in a really good spot in the fourth quarter. So the, the fact that and, – and yet you saw him make a throw to Cobb earlier in the game where you're like, holy cow, what a perfect throw. Mm-hmm. He just is so – inconsistent with his accuracy, and I think that goes to the thumb. I've said before, I think his thumb is broken. You know, when somebody asked him earlier in the season, is your thumb broken? He said, my thumb is hurt. Mm. And immediately I thought, are you vaccinated? (laughs) I am (laughs) immunized. It just depends on what... I'm not falling for that again, Aaron. Oh, my God. Um, so I do, I think his thumb is broken. I think if if we're going to play the retrospect hindsight game, I bet that there is some feeling in the building that they should have also sat him after he broke his thumb. And maybe it would have healed better. Look at what Dallas did. They were able to win with Cooper Rush for three out of the four games that Dak Prescott missed. Now, he had surgery, and I don't know if Rodgers needed that or not, but again, there are plenty of reasons for regret right now, and that's what happens when you're four and seven. You look back and even second guess yourself. We're talking to Jason Wildey, our Green and Gold Insider. Jason, every season has a different feeling to it. 
what's the vibe around the team on a disappointing year like this? Compare this to other disappointing seasons. Like back in uh, like 2017, they were 7-9. and nine. 2013, they were 8-7-1. and one. What do you think about the overall feel of the team this year? Yeah, this is definitely um, a very different feeling. Like those examples you gave, like 13, Rodgers breaks his collarbone. And there was a ton of uncertainty. They struggled. Then they bring in Matt Flynn. He kind of rescues the season. Um, in 17, they started 4-1. and one. And then Rodgers breaks his collarbone in Minneapolis. And we find out that Brett Hundley is not nearly as good as he's been advertised to be. 18, there was kind of a resignation that the McCarthy era had run its course. The the season that this is the closest in resemblance to, because even like, what did they go, 6-10 and 10 in Rodgers' first year as a starter in 08? That was a first-year starter, all the Favre drama, et cetera. But 05 is the year. Favre is toward the end, thinking about retirement, talking about retirement. They got a young quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who they drafted in the first round. They had made the playoffs the year before. They lost a bunch of close games. I think of the 12 games they lost, I think nine or ten of them were by one score. And so this is like 05, and I would say that the feeling is similar in that there's there's genuine surprise that they're as bad as they are and frustration that we shouldn't be this bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, at some point during 05, the next feeling was resignation and a feeling of, we got no chance, season's over, even before they were mathematically eliminated. And I think this week will be a really interesting test to see if that type of feeling has permeated the locker room yet or not. Because if they go on Sunday Night Football and get completely whacked, you'll know that then they have mailed it in. All right, Jason, thank you for the insight. We always appreciate it. We'll talk to you later in the week. We'll get more specific about the Eagles and those two big guys they added to their defensive line. All right, everybody, take care. Be good. Jason, by the way, brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solutions for chronic joint pain, qckinetics.com, and brought to you by DJ's Transmission, serving Milwaukee for over 40 years. Jason Wilde is part of the morning KLH.